welcome to Ofric. My name's Lyra. And I'm Allie. And today we're going to talk about Lowell Lee Andrews. Thank you. Yes, Lowell. I'm sorry saying his name offended you the first time. <laughs> uh, I was just very confused because it didn't sound like a name at first. For context, I literally just Googled how to pronounce Lowell because I thought it was pronounced Lowell. I thought it was pronounced Lowell. It's, it's Lowell. No. <laughs> yeah, and now Allie is giving me attitude. Anyways, tell, tell me about them. Hey, you know, I did Hooked on Phonics, so... I went to speech therapy. <laughs> oh, dang. I still should go. <laughs> I was in ESL. Me too. Dang. We're so alike. It's weird. It's like we're both Mexican-American. It's true. And speak Spanish. It's strange. It's very strange. Donde está la biblioteca? Lowell Lee Andrews was born September 21st, 1940 to William L. Andrews and Opal Andrews. Um, I found out that his dad was 29 when he married his mom, who was 21 in 1937, which I didn't see a problem. I was like, no, it's, uh, I mean, problem. they're in two different places in their life, but at least they're adults and it's not like a 10, 15, whatever year gap. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. It's not like she was 17. Yeah. And he was 29. Mm hmm. Um, he had an older sister named Jenny Marie Andrews, born October 9th, 1938. And his parents, like, they got married in 37, and they got right to making a baby. Oh, damn. Okay. But, so they had the sister first, and then two years later had Lowell. Okay. Lowell. Lowell? Lowell. 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 It's going to take some getting used to, right? Yeah. I'll call him Andrews. Um, so the father, William, worked as a mechanic, and... They owned a family farm, so he would also work on their farm. Um, they were a family that was financially successful for their time, so for mm -hmm. the times. Um, so it wasn't really like they wanted for things, like yeah. middle-class farmers' family. Um, they resided in Wolcott, Kansas City, which is in, when, or no, Wolcott, Kansas, which is like a neighborhood in Kansas City in Wyandotte County. So we're like in Kansas. Okay. And if right, you've been to we Kansas. We are in Kansas. Yes, we are in Kansas. Okay. Um, so this is during the late 50s when the crime happened. So it's a very small town. Mm -hmm. And it's in the it rural area. It's yeah. Small. It's also Kansas. So I feel like everything's smaller in Kansas. Yes. The opposite of Texas, basically. Mm hmm. And I had looked up Kansas City's population in 1960, and it was 121,901 people, which sounds like a lot, but really it's not compared no, it's to not major cities. Yeah. So very small town. Mm. Um, the family was described as a loving family, and neighbors said only positive things about them, and the parents worked very hard to care for their children. This makes me really nervous to hear what's going to come next. Yeah, because there wasn't really anything like there was abuse or like mm -hmm. the parents rejected their son or anything like that. They, it was just like they were a functioning family. Yeah, they loved their son. <laughs> um, both of their children were smart. Um, they both excelled in their education. So it was just an all-American family. In Kansas. In Kansas. In Kansas. 
Um, Lowell was described by neighbors as a polite, mild manner and nice boy. He was, well, he grew up to be 6'1 and 250 pounds Mm -hmm. by the time he was 18. He's a big boy. Yes. But he was said to be one of those men that kind of just faded into the background. Like you forgot he was there. He's a wallflower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a quiet and shy boy preferring to read and listen to music as opposed to like going out and hanging out with people. Mm -hmm. Um, His mother and father were concerned about this, the time he spent alone, like reading and listening to music. Is that a bad thing? Well, his mother kind of said, oh, you know, it's because like he's self-conscious and shy, Mm -hmm. so he'll grow out of it kind of thing. Oh, I mean, maybe that's just his personality. (laughs) I think that's just his personality, right? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't grow out of it. Uh, That's what I figured. He doesn't grow at all (laughs) after a certain point. I mean, he's already a large person. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to grow anymore. Um, also, I mean, I, like I said, it's just his personality. Yeah. He's a quiet boy. There's nothing wrong with being a wallflower. No. Okay. I'm a wallflower. So Andrews was a star student and after graduating high school, went to the University of Canvas or Canvas. Oh, my gosh. I love Canvas. <laughs> the University of Kansas, um, which was an hour away from the family farm. His love of science was the key in him pursuing a degree in zoology, which I thought was interesting. I was like... Well, I mean, he grew up on a farm, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I feel like that's a, a natural progression. He but a farm, works with animals, and then he, he might want to just go into a more in-depth field there. Just, you, said, you said he was a smart boy. That's true. Well, a farm doesn't though. always have animals, though. That's Could true. Be a crop farm. Could be a crop farm. But, I mean... Wouldn't they have, like, puppies and kitties? They do have a dog, yes. Yeah. Um, He also joined the school band and played the bassoon. We love a man who can play the bassoon. Actually, I'm going to retract that because I don't know where this is going. (laughs) It's not in a good direction. Damn Um, it. (laughs) But I was trying to figure out what a bassoon was. You don't know what a bassoon is? No. You're telling me, Allie... Allie of Ofrig Podcast doesn't know what a bassoon is. No. Did you I didn't never? even Google it. Oh. I was just like, oh, what's that? Moving on. <laughs> I, I have a picture of what a bassoon is in my head, and I just want to make sure that it's the correct instrument, because I feel like I've said this before, but I'm not musically talented. But I do remember specifically playing a jumpstart game that was all about musical instruments. Weren't you a band person? Um, I was in marching band. I was not a part of the marching band. Weren't you a flag person? Yeah, I was in color guard. Oh, yeah, Do you yeah, think yeah. I actually paid attention to those nerds? <laughs> I'm the, listen, I was so a nerd mean. myself. I was a nerd myself, but not to those nerds. I'm also just kidding. Oh, it looks like a clarinet. Yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah, a giant yeah, clarinet. Yeah. I needed to make sure that it was the correct one. Um, anyways, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Band people are fine. The bassoon is fine. He played the bassoon. Great. Yes. Um, His sister, Jenny Marie, attended Oklahoma Baptist University. Mm -hmm. Um, She was described as the exact opposite of her brother. Jenny Marie was described as outgoing, had a lot of friends. She was studying economics. 
Um, she loved her family greatly and would talk about them to her friends all the time. She was always praising her little brother, like saying how great he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but little did Jenny Marie know, or her parents know, that Lowell was planning something sinister for them. Lowell. Lowell. So I'm just going to call him Andrews. Andrews had secretly been planning since early 1958, so he's 18 at the time. Okay, in 58. Um, to murder his family, sell the farm, and go to Chicago to be a gangster. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess he also, his father had like some savings in mm-hmm. the bank, so he wanted to take his father's money as well. Um, he was all about the money and wanted the infamy that comes with being a Chicago mobster. On top of that as well, he wanted to be a professional hitman. There were some things wrong with this logistically, though, because um, he first planned to poison his family. Mm-hmm. But the problem with this, and he had thought about this, was that at the time and where he lives, to buy the poison to be able to kill them, mm-hmm. you would have people that recognized you, a way they can track the sale back to you. And it would be suspicious if... Your family was poisoned and, and then you, weren't, you weren't. Yeah. So even though he was planning in early 1958 to poison them, he didn't because it it just didn't make sense to poison them at the time. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, November, um, or no. So November 27th, 1958 rolls around and this is Thanksgiving. So Andrews and Jenny Marie are home from school. Their father is home due to a union strike. And their mother is just, she's home. She's a, I mean, she's, she's more like a housewife, right? Yeah. So she's home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're all home. Like they have Thanksgiving. Their grandma comes over. They have a great Thanksgiving. Everything's good, right? I'm hungry. So the next day comes November 28th. And in the evening, Jenny Marie and their par- and her parents are watching TV. Andrews is in his room reading The Brothers Karmazov. So this is a, a Russian book, or a Russian novel, I should say, by author Fyodor Dostoevsky. Beautiful pronunciation. It's very, very Russian name. Uh, Russian, uh, Russian names are hard. That's all I got to say. They are. I, I applaud you for trying. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and this novel was an interesting to- choice because, so he was in his room reading this novel mm-hmm. and the novel is about, it's a philosophical novel that talks about God, free will and morality and how it talks about it is that it tells the story of a father and his three sons and basically the father gets murdered mm-hmm. and one of the sons is being accused of of killing the father to rob him of his money. Okay. That, that's the whole story? The Basically, basic yeah. There's okay. like, that's like the gist of it. There's stuff that goes on in between. Mm-hmm. And I was reading, I read like the ending part, mm-hmm. a little blurb about the end. And the, the brother that, the brother does get like convicted of murdering his father. Okay. Did he actually do it? 
I didn't read that part. Oh, okay. Never mind. He's just accused. I didn't read who did the murder. Gotcha. Okay. But he ends up in jail, and the end of the book is like him basically trying to, or planning to escape from jail. Okay. Seems kind of familiar, considering what you just told me about Lowell. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was thinking this novel, he could have read on purpose on this night to either seal his decision to murder his family or maybe to contemplate what he was about to do. Because mm-hmm. it's about to go down. Oh, no. And Grandma's there, too? No, no, no. Grandma's not there. Okay. I thought yeah, Grandma was there, Grandma was there for Thanksgiving dinner and left. Grandma dipped. She had other things to do. She's like, I can't stay with you guys. You're not cool enough. Sorry. So Andrews reads his book, finishes it around approximately 7 p.m. Um, so he puts his book away or mm-hmm. puts his book aside. He goes to shave, puts on a suit, and grabs a 22 caliber rifle and a revolver. And then he heads downstairs to where his family is sitting watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, he entered the room and turned on the light and opened fire on his family. Like indiscriminately, just started like, and then I started blasting kind of style. That's what I thought at first, but I think he was just using the rifle. And so he had shot his sister, who was 20 at the time, Mm -hmm. between the eyes, and she died instantly. Okay. So I I think he opened fire, but there was like a clear line of aiming. Because I would have thought if you were sneaking up on your family that you would want to do it kind of like, not execution style, but like sneak up behind them and do that as. Mm-hmm. so that, you know, you could get them as fast well, as possible without them realizing and trying to run away. Yeah. Again, that's showing you how I would think if I would kill people and I'm... But it also depends on the layout the statement. of the house. <laughs> True. I, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Um, so after he shoots his sister, he continues to shoot upon his parents. Mm-hmm. He shot his father twice and his mother three times. Um, At the time, his father was 50 and his mother was 41. So sadly, they did not die instantly like his sister. Um, His mother moved moved towards Andrew. Mm -hmm. um, And he shot her another three times. Yikes. Okay. So she was shot like six times total. Oh, I have the total. Okay. We're not not done. We're not done. We're not done. Um, His father during this was attempting to crawl to the kitchen Mm -hmm. and Andrew shot him repeatedly with the revolver. So according to the local clippings, his father was shot a total of 17 times, his mother six times, and his sister three times. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's a little overkill for his dad. I mean, it's definitely overkill for for everybody. So once his family was dealt with, Andrews went to work, making it look like a robbery gone wrong. Which, I'm interested to hear what his story is about huh? why he's not hurt. Hmm? That I'm interested to hear about what his story is and why he's not hurt. That is literally, I put a side note and I said, which says, which when people do this, do they not realize it looks suspicious if you aren't harmed as well? Yeah, it's... Like, what is he going to say? I went for a brisk walk after our Thanksgiving dinner, like, and you just happen to be lucky. Like, they're still going to suspect you. And yeah, 
they're gonna find all the evidence but this is the day after thanksgiving oh, okay yeah so no thanksgiving dinner this day. i mean maybe i needed to have a brisk walk after my thanksgiving leftovers yes the thanksgiving That's leftover dinner it's, talking about thanksgiving is making me hungry so how andrews went about making it look like a burglary gone wrong mm-hmm. was he opened a window that's you know, it. That's all you need to do. No, <laughs> that's not all he did. But he he opened the window. He turned out all the drawers. He turned out his mother's purse and mm-hmm. made the house just basically look like someone went through the entire house. Yeah. Okay. Um. He then went to work to set up an alibi. So he left the farmhouse, drove to in the nearby town of Lawrence to um his apartment. And told his roommate he was he was going to pick up his typewriter so he could work on a theme for his English class. Mind you, it's like about like, I would say like 8 to 9 o'clock at night. Okay. So it's like, you're going to go pick up a typewriter at this town, like this time in this small town. Wait, so is he telling his roommate that he's picking up the typewriter from his parents' house? I didn't see. That's what I don't Oh, uh, that could be true. That he's like, oh, I'm going to my is parents' that, house. Is that like when he finds them, quote unquote? No. So he's going to find them later, but um, he doesn't give a reason of why. Like, See, I feel like that's still not a good alibi. You t- you just came back from what I'm assuming your roommate would think is your parents' house because you just had Thanksgiving dinner with them. Mm-hmm. You go back home to your apartment and you tell him. I'm going to go pick up a typewriter. Yes. And then you immediately leave. That still is not throwing off any suspicion. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, he then went to the theater. Okay. And watched the movie Mardi Gras, which is a musical comedy. Mm-hmm. So he went, saw a movie, then proceeded to drive home to or to his parents' house in Wolcott, um, where he stopped on the Massachusetts Massachusetts bridge and dismantled the guns throwing them into the Kansas River okay again I'm not I'm not seeing how his alibi is foolproof here at all it's not he, and it falls not, apart he, very quickly he's you said he was a smart man and I'm not hearing he's a very smart mm-hmm. man oh yeah did I also mention there um that's what that blank there's a blank bullet point and I was like what was I gonna put there um his family were devout baptists okay which will come into play a little later Mm -hmm. um but he got home around 1 a.m so Mm -hmm. to his parents home on November 29th 1958 um and that's when he called the Wendote County Sheriff's Office to report a robbery and when they arrived on the scene, they found him playing with his dog or with the family dog. Okay. Got a couple of things to say. Mm-hmm. One, you go back to your family home. I'm assuming all of their bodies are still lying everywhere. And instead of calling and reporting to the police that there was a murder there or a murder and a robbery, he just says that there's a robbery and that's it. Basically, yeah. Again, he's not doing a good job here. Second, totally understand playing with your dog. But maybe, maybe don't. 
maybe don't. Yeah. And then, so the sheriffs um, asked him, so like, what's what's going this on with good. what's happening inside yeah. the house? And he denied any knowledge of the events of what went on the home, went on in the home. Um, the officers wanted to do a paraffin test for gun residue on his hands. Mm -hmm. And he stated that the previous afternoon, so on the 28th, okay. um, he had fired his rifle at a hawk on their property. So that's why if they did a test, there would be gun residue on his hand. Okay, I mean, that's likely. Again, farm boy life, right? I would say that's suspiciously coincidental. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's. Like, but they are farm they, people. They're farm people. Um, it's Kansas. I feel like hunting's more common there. Yeah. Um, and it's also like near Thanksgiving. Maybe he was trying to shoot a different bird and he hit a hawk instead. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't find that. Or he could have been protecting his, if they had animals. Yeah, the, he could have been uh, protecting, like, the chicks. Yeah, the chickens. Um, so the coroner arrived on the scene, and Lowell seemed, or Lowell? Lowell. Lowell seemed unconcerned about what was to be done with his family's bodies, and basically had an attitude, attitude of, do whatever you want with them. Again, he's not really helping his case here. Yeah, because... should be more upset. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so the sheriffs noticed that his whole demeanor was being very unconcerned about his family being massacred inside the home. So naturally, they kind of suspected him. Yep. And were like, what's going on? Um, he was taken into temporary custody around 2.30 in the morning and driven to the Kansas City courthouse. But they said they weren't accusing of him of anything at the moment. They were just following, like, procedure. But in reality, they're just like, gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. I, I'm, sure, um, I'm sure. That's my thoughts. <laughs> so here's where the Baptist thing comes into play. Okay. Because the family minister um, was called, mm -hmm. and he asked to speak with um, Andrews. And so the reverend's name was Vertio C. Dameron. And so he goes... And speaks with Andrews. And after speaking with the minister, he confessed a few hours later to the crime. The minister, however, had advised him that he didn't need to confess to the sheriff yet and could opt to talk to an attorney before speaking to the officers. Which I was kind of like, if he's ready to confess, why not just let him? I have mixed feelings here. Um, on the one hand, I mean, I think that's good advice from the minister. I think even if you did commit a crime, probably just get an attorney there. Why not? You don't yeah. want to be implicated for like even worse things. Maybe you want to just, you know, lessen the sentence. I don't know if the death sentence is on the yeah. table, but maybe he doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Um, the other thing is I have a feeling that he's just going to confess to the police without an attorney. Am I correct? Yes, he does. Damn, so even though I'm the minister good. advised him of this and mm -hmm. said, hey, like, you can wait for an attorney. You don't have to speak to them now. Mm -hmm. Andrews was very adamant. was like, no, 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 no. I'll confess. So he gave his confession at the moment voluntarily and of his own free will. Mm 
mm-hmm. to the assistant county attorney um, while they were waiting. Because so the assistant county attorney had to wait for a stenographer to come. Mm-hmm. So while they were waiting, they got him a Coke. A Coke. Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little... A nice Coca-Cola. I guess they offered him a water, and he was like, I want a Coke. I mean, if they have it, and he just kind of he, he just kind of willingly gave the information, so I feel like that's a brownie point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the confession killer, where he was just... Oh, yeah, he would just keep getting, like, stuff, and then confessing to, like, whatever. Because, mm-hmm. oh, they're solving crimes. It's like, wow, what great Texas Rangers... Uh, oh. So during his confession, Andrews had said, I'm not sorry, and I'm not glad I did it. I just don't know why I did it. I mean, didn't he have a clear plan about why? Because he didn't care for his family and he wanted to be a gangster, a Chicagoan gangster. That's the thing, though. It's like. I don't think he didn't care for his family Mm -hmm. because I'm sure he cared for them a little bit. But, you know, he's just stupid. His dream got in the way. (laughs) His family got in the way of his dream. So you're telling me he's stupid. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) So he did tell them what he did with the guns. And so they had taken the sheriff had gotten a whatever team together to like dredge the river mm-hmm. you know with whatever they do and They're mining for gun parts <laughs> and andrews was there too but they were only able to locate parts of the guns from the river so they and, didn't find the complete yeah. guns i mean that makes sense i'm sure the river flowed a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. way away from that scene And during his trial, Andrews pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. He, however, was found guilty and was sentenced to death. So he did try to appeal his conviction, stating that his counsel and other Mm -hmm. counsel basically didn't tell the jury that if he was found not guilty by reason of insanity, he could be sentenced to life in a state hospital hospital. And they also didn't tell the jury about the lesser degrees of homicide. So he was basically trying to to throw the question of whether there was due process of like all the options of what he can be convicted of. Mm-hmm. Um, the court found that the merits of the trial were that he was 18 years of age when it happened. He was a very intelligent man. Um, and he was living with his family at the time. I don't know how that was a merit of the case. Um, but um, it was li- I mean, I feel like it just shows that he got along with them decently well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was listed in the court documents. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a merit towards his guilt. Um, but they had also established that he had a motive, which mm-hmm. was his, his dream reason. of being a gangster. Yeah. Um, he had a plan, which is he planned to poison them at first and then decided yeah. to just Premeditated. shoot them. And the execution of the crimes, as well as the attempt to establish an alibi and place the blame on a burglary gone wrong. So they said, hell no, the conviction stands. Yeah, I agree. Again, he did a lot of things stupidly. And I I personally can't see any reason to call him insane or not in his right state of mind. 
He read he an was entire very, book. Yeah, no, he was very clearly just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just build up to it. And I have all these different routes. Okay, this is the route that I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And then he executed it. And then he did it in such a dumb way. Yup. So Andrews was on death row at Lang Sing Correctional Facility at the time. And at this time, Richard Hickok and Perry Smith, um, the murderers of the Clutter family, and also the subject of Truman Capote's 1965 book, In Cold Blood, um, were also resident, or like, not residents. That's making it sound nice. <laughs> we're also incarcerated inmates. there? <laughs> no, they were inmates. Inmates there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> while, he, while Andrews was there. So mm-hmm. like, the three of them were like, not best friends, but like, Peace they interact, yes. interacted a lot. Um, and Andrews is also mentioned briefly in Capote's book. Interesting. Um, there were excerpts in the novel of the conversations between the pair and Andrews and Hickok's calling him the nicest boy in Kansas. And neighbors had also described him as the nicest boy in Wolcott. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I think um, I think some people need to re-examine. If you okay, but if you look at his pictures, mm-hmm. if you Google him, he looks like he just looks so calm and like he would be a nice guy if he didn't commit this crime. Let's see if I can see the crazy in his eyes. Is he a portlier man? Yes. I don't buy it. There's something wrong with that boy. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. There's just something in his appearance that just mm, doesn't feel right. But I'm just going off vibes. And of course, you just told me that he's not a very great person. So he's not. That could also be, you know, tainting my own opinions on his face. So Andrew's execution date was set for November 30th, 1962. He requested a last meal of two fried chickens, which I wondered if they were whole chickens or like parts of chickens. What do you mean by like a whole chicken? Like like basically like, like a, a rotisserie chicken, but like deep fried? Well, no, not a rotisserie chicken deep fried, but like if it's like, what do you mean, like all that, the that parts, yeah. of, like, like a, like a, a Kentucky fried chicken, a KFC I, bucket, yes, I but think two of them. That's what I think. Because it's like the whole chicken parts are in there. That's what I think. Because okay. it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to just get like two pieces of fried chicken. Yeah, we should... We should do what everybody does and do last meal video. <laughs> I can't eat a majority of them, but sure. Uh, we'll get you. Get me like a tofurkey fried chicken. Yes. Or we'll just get you Beyond Chicken. Ooh, I do enjoy me some Beyond Chicken. Or even just a Beyond Patty and fry it, deep fry it. I mean, I don't want to deep fry it. Can you deep fry it for me? I'll deep fry it. Thank but you. what I'm saying is we'll do the vegetarian alternatives. Okay, sounds good. We can do that. <laughs> so on our next YouTube video, our first YouTube video, right, we'll be doing year. last meals. Yeah. We'll do his last meal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do his last meal first. Except I won't eat the the third thing. So he got the two fried chickens. He got mashed potatoes. Okay. Green beans. I like green beans. I hate green beans. Really? I they're delicious. They're disgusting. You're disgusting. 
the you disgust me. It's like, it's like okay. hairy. They're so good, though. No, they're not. What? You're, next, you're going to tell me you hate mushrooms? I hate mushrooms. You, you know, someone I knew said, said that people that like mushrooms <laughs> like eating booty. <laughs> like to be known that I like mushrooms and... I do not enjoy eating booty. I have never. I don't think I will ever enjoy eating booty. Well, that's what this one guy said. <laughs> well, it's a guy, so maybe he's just wrong. Um, And then for his dessert, he got pie a la mode. That's pretty solid. I'm not a big pie fan, but, you know. I hate pie. I love ice cream. Okay, I didn't want. I didn't want to be that outright and say I hate pie. I but yeah, I also hate pie. I also I hate, hate pie. Pie Mageddon? Ruined. Yes. Absolutely tainted. Hate it even more. That is true. Pam again, it was worse. Uh, but also, I would prefer cobbler. Cobbler is really good. Yeah. Pie. Me too. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Cobbler a la mode. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that for the pie because we both yes. hate pie. <laughs> um, I didn't did know it, what did type of, what kind pie? of pie. No, I was assuming like an apple pie. I feel like he'd be an apple pie kind of guy. Yeah. Very, very American. I apologize, guys. You're going to hear a dog crying. I'm going to spank her little booty later. Yes. <laughs> don't say yes. Yes. No. I'm just kidding. I don't hate my dog. Uh, Get and a little tap. <laughs> just a little love taps. But he had no final words. Just enjoyed his fried chicken, yeah, mashed potatoes, like, green beans, and his pie like, mode. I'm good. And so Andrew says... 22 on the date of his execution and he was executed by hanging Mm -hmm. Um, it's alleged that because he was a big guy Mm -hmm. that the rope broke during his execution yes but there's some people that say York so there were also reports that Andrews had lost weight in jail so he went from 250 pounds to 180 pounds. I did see a picture, um, one of him being a little bit portlier, and then another one was where he it looked like he was being escorted somewhere. Um, he did look a lot thinner. Yeah, so people are saying that it might not be true that the rope broke because mm-hmm. he was he was like a slimmer guy. But I mean, he's, he's also a very tall person. Four. Yeah, so he has... I'm sure he was still heavier because he's got more place to distribute all that weight. Um, so yeah, that's just an alleged, allegedly, report of his execution. Interesting. But yeah, that's all I have. I'm surprised he didn't have any last words because my my first thought when you said he didn't have last words was. I I would have thought that he would have like begged for God's forgiveness or something like that, or maybe he came to terms with it when he was, you know, uh, in jail. Prison. He could have not believed in that faith. But when he was, oh yeah, but he did, he did confess that yeah. the convincing of the minister. Yeah, so I I mean, all I can think of is maybe he lost his faith when he was incarcerated. He was locked up. Um, yeah, I would have thought that he wasn't like, I just hope and pray that God forgives me. And that's it. I don't know. It goes through people's heads. They're religious. So, I don't know. I don't know. Or he was just a quiet boy and 
even then he was just like i got nothing to say yeah that would also be me it's like shit all right let's go what more is there to say after saying i don't regret that i did it that's true that's true um, would you ever have final words? I think mine would probably be, let's go. Oh, yeah. it, it probably wouldn't be that, but I mean, fucking probably would try to make it that. I think my last words would be, I'm sorry. <laughs> you apologize a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I would be like, I'm sorry. I murdered those people. <laughs> it had to be done though. They knew too much. Yeah, that's all I have. but also his neighbors so this like had shocked the community Mm -hmm. because he was a quiet unassuming boy Mm -hmm. because the neighbors were like is a loving family he was so quiet like everything seemed rainbows and sunshine Mm -hmm. never trust the people around you that's what I say I don't trust you you it should. looked like a murderer. <laughs> you look like a murderer. <laughs> you look like a piece of fried goddamn chicken. See, if I were to, if I were to murder somebody, okay, allegedly, no, allegedly, <laughs> I would have to do something that's not like personal. So I couldn't like stab someone to death. I couldn't um, suffocate them or like strangle them to death, mm-hmm. or even suffocate because like putting something over their head. I couldn't poison them if I had to watch them die. Um, You're giving me a big light from Death Note vibes right now. I couldn't. I couldn't shoot them with like up close. I would have to be like sniper, sniper. Yeah, them. you would have to snipe them. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm not sure what your gun proficiency no is. <laughs> Listen, the video games, how you shoot there different from a real gun i don't know your gun proficiency but i don't think you'd be a great sniper but i'm just saying it would have to be something that like because i could not be up close with the revolver and like shoot if i was gonna murder you i couldn't like shoot you up close i would have to be super far away wait did you shoot jfk was it you yes i knew it i was the grassy (laughs) no oh my gosh But yeah, impersonal ways and death. I'd stab you. I wouldn't actually. <laughs> you yourself, I wouldn't stab. You're fine. Yay. Until. <laughs> um, um, I plead the fifth. I'm not going to answer this question. <laughs> I mean, if, if okay, the reason I don't want to answer this question is because what if you're put in like a life and death situation? Are you not going to fight back? And like, what if you had to but strangle see, them and kill them? I think that I would. So well, that's a different situation because this situation I'm talking someone. about, but this situation I'm talking about is uh-huh. I decided I'm going to murder this person versus the fact that you were thinking, I have decided to murder this person. <laughs> says a lot about yeah. you, Allie. I'm never thinking like... I want to murder people. How am I going to do it? How can I do this it? This is the what if question. So what if scenario? Uh-huh. But if it's a someone is attacking me, then all bets are off because then it's just I'm protecting myself. That's when the adrenaline kicks in. So what you're saying is if someone's trying to murder you, they better watch out for those hands. 
Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, I still don't have a single thought about murdering people, so I'm not going to even <laughs> – I'm not going to entertain never. the idea of, like, how would I do it? I don't know. I just listened to so much true crime because I have thought, like, if I had to – like, if I had decided to murder somebody, how would I do it? And, nope. <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> my my head is just empty. I'm just here for the ride, my guy. Wee. I saw a truck that said we today. We? We. Oh, my God. Like, actually, like, W-E-E-E-E-E, exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yeah. It was very entertaining, because it was rounding a corner, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, I think that that's it, right? Yes. You you'd murder people. I would not. If uh, I had Lil, to, Lil Andrews did murder people, and he's kind of stupid. He didn't have to. I'm hearing a lot of bad, <laughs> bad reasonings from you too. I'm watching you, girl. <laughs> but I think that's it, right? Yes. All right. Thank you so much for guys. Wait. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> and we'll see you on our next episode. Um, but until then, make sure you follow us on our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and I always want to say Facebook. God damn it. Uh, YouTube. Facebook. Um, if you want some more stuff to look at, you should follow us on our social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at oh frick pod or podcast it varies sometimes it's not available but oh frick pod or oh frick podcast yes anyways catch you on the flip side thank you bye Bye. Thank you.